Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Wednesday, December 8th. Coming up on the show today, we will have a PSA about bowl games that, of course, I have to issue this time of year. We'll take a look at the matchups across the SEC, games you need to be interested in. We will have your golden superlative nuggets for the 2021 season from Wes and Tim over at the Club and Country podcast. But we begin with the guys over at the Football and Other F-Words podcast, Zach Lyons and Michael Gillum, to take a look at the remaining five games of the Tennessee Titans schedule and what this team needs to do to surge their way into the postseason. If you own a home and you are thinking about doing some large work on that home, which is going to cost you a whole lot of money, why would you not do it with the best possible company in Nashville, with the most trustworthy process, someone who's locally owned and award-winning? Well, that is the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. Have a conversation with them and plan out this process for your house. Even if you don't use them, you will benefit, I promise. BuildKG.com is the website, and remember the name, the Kingston Group. The Tennessee Titans are coming out of a bye week and have just five games left to go in the regular season. They are in first place in the AFC South, and they are one half game behind the New England Patriots for the one overall seed in the AFC. So it's time to play the schedule game for the Tennessee Titans and look at the last five games on their schedule and try to predict what this team needs to do to make a deep playoff run. And to do that, we turn to the football and other F-words, the guys, Mr. Lebowski, Michael Gillum, and Zach Lyons to tell us exactly what they think is going to happen over the final five weeks of the season for the Tennessee Titans. When you look at this Tennessee Titans schedule, they have the Jaguars, of course, this Sunday, and then it goes to Pittsburgh, and then 49ers are here, and then Dolphins are here, and Texans are here. If I was ranking these scary games... The Steelers would be just above the Texans. Like, I have no fear about the Steelers right now. The Jaguars, up until halftime, were playing the L.A. Rams pretty good. And the L.A. Rams, when you're talking about the Titans currently in their current state and the Rams offense in their current state, I'm a little scared to play against these Jaguars. You're talking about Jaguars team that'll shut down Buffalo. They can come out and play. The Jaguars defense come out and play. So the Tennessee Titans defense is going to have to step up real big time this weekend. However, I still think they're a scarier team for the Titans to lose than the Steelers. Same with the Dolphins. They're on a big win streak. And then you look at the 49ers. The 49ers are just a weird freaking team. They are such an odd bird. I can't really nail down if they're really good, yeah, really unlucky, or just bad. Or average. Like, I can't really nail that down. To me, the 49ers is the one game on the schedule that you can afford to drop. You can go four and one down the stretch and still maybe have a chance at the number one seed. You don't really want to drop against the Jaguars coming out of a bye. You definitely don't want to lose to the shitty ass Steelers. You really need to go four and one down the stretch at a minimum for just a confidence boosting kind of deal. You don't want to limp into the playoffs three and two or two and three down the stretch. You want to have decisive victories down the stretch. That's Zach Lyons and Michael Gillum there of the Football and Other F-Words podcast. Make sure you check that out from Broadway Sports Media out every single Tuesday. Those guys do a great job covering the Tennessee Titans. Make sure you go check that out. Rate, review, and subscribe. All right, so let's take a look at the other bowl matchups in the SEC. We have not talked about this. And, of course, Tennessee playing Purdue in the Music City Bowl is a huge win for both Tennessee fans 
as well as the Music City Bowl, the city of Nashville, although not as many hotels necessarily, but ticket prices went way up through the roof, and that is going to be good for attendance as it pertains to the Music City Bowl. Before we get into any of the matchups, though, however, I do want to make sure I go on my standard soapbox rant about bowl games. The results, Tennessee fans, or anyone else in the SEC, do not matter to your program. A win over Purdue or a loss to Purdue does not change the overall trajectory of your program. It has almost zero impact, if any, at all. It is completely negligible. The fact that you got to the bowl game is critically important. At the end of the day, what matters is 15 extra practices for a bunch of young players and a roster that has a lot of questions for next season. And this applies to every single team in America. What matters is you got there. You get to celebrate a trip to a bowl game. You get to use it in recruiting. Look where we get to travel. We get to travel to X, Y, and Z location with the exception of maybe Shreveport. So the idea is you got to the bowl game. That is the most important part of these games. These are charity exhibition events that are designed for television during the Christmas season. That is all these are. So do not overvalue the outcome. Enjoy the game. Drink some beer, tailgate. It's just like a spring game. Enjoy having it in your life because it's fun. And that is awesome. And especially with Tennessee here in Nashville, that is great. But do not overvalue the result of the game. It means literally nothing. It does not help you in recruiting. The fact that you got to the game helps you in recruiting. It doesn't help your players develop. The fact that you got to the bowl game helps your players develop because they got to practice an extra month and a half of the season. Also, star players don't play in these games all the time. The coaches don't coach them the same way. They go for it on fourth down. They try trick plays. They they use strange formations to try to learn about their roster and the depth. It's just not a normal football game. So don't take too much from the outcome. So just remember, if your team happens to lose a bowl game, it doesn't really matter. What really matters is that you got to the bowl game in the first place. Now, let's take a look at the matchups. Outside of Alabama and Georgia playing in the playoff, which of course those outcomes matter, the Sugar Bowl, of course, in New Orleans will feature Ole Miss and Baylor, the best regular season Ole Miss team in history, going up against the Big 12 champions on January 1st. That should be a ton of fun and, and a sellable commodity to recruits that you're there. Again, not that you win it or lose it. In the Citrus Bowl, of course, in Orlando, Kentucky versus Iowa. I feel like I've seen this bowl game before, but maybe not at this level in the Citrus Bowl. And talk about storylines. Mark Stoops, the head coach of Kentucky, an Iowa grad obsessed with his old alma mater on January 1st going up against them in a bowl game that's won 10 games, two defensive coaches. That one's not going to score a lot of points, but it should be fun to watch. A game that will score a ton of points, of course, is in Memphis. The Liberty Bowl, Mississippi State versus Texas Tech. That one on December 28th. That one should have a ton of points and be a lot of fun. Uh, The Dukes Mayo Bowl in Charlotte, And South Carolina versus North Carolina, not getting together too often. ACC, SEC, that's a ton of fun. Sam Howell for North Carolina, so there's some fun intrigue there to watch, of course. We talked about the Music City Bowl in Nashville on December 30th, Tennessee and Purdue. The Gator Bowl in Jacksonville, which is a pretty nice, prestigious bowl on New Year's Eve. That one, uh, sort of a precursor to the college football playoff. Texas A&M versus Wake Forest. That is all defense for Texas A&M versus all offense for Wake Forest. Interesting there. In Tampa, the Outback Bowl, one hell of a season for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Congratulations for on a January 1st Bowl in Florida. That is one hell of an accomplishment for Sam Pittman. And their reward, they get to face a really good Penn State team. That one's got a lot of intrigue. Two really old school Big Ten SEC rivals there. I like that one a lot. And in Houston, the Texas Bowl, LSU versus Kansas State. I'm sorry, on January 4th, I can't really get all that excited about that one and, and sell that one to you much at all. 
mediocre LSU team, solid Kansas State team. Missouri versus Army in the Armed Forces Bowl in Fort Worth on December 22nd. Uh, you've got Florida versus UCF, a little in-state rivalry there. Of course, some storylines going back a ways with the athletic directors and how they don't want to schedule each other and all that kind of stuff in the uh, Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa on December 23rd. And, of course, the Birmingham Bowl, Auburn versus Houston. That one's intriguing there on December 28th. So there's tons of great matchups, tons of great games. Enjoy all the storylines and the matchups, but don't get too worked up about the wins and the losses. It's Wednesday, so it's time for your Golden Nuggets. The guys over at Club & Country still churning out podcasts on Tuesday, so make sure you're tuned into that show. West Bowling, Tim Sullivan, those guys do an amazing job. And this week, they talked to John Freeman, former voice of Nashville SC, who's now off-calling all of his alma mater's games at the University of Virginia. He told some really great Gary Smith stories, but they also offered up their 2021 superlatives. And today's Golden Nuggets, trying to make everybody slightly smarter soccer fans in Nashville, are about what Wes and Tim consider to be the goals of the season for Nashville SC. I love an underdog story, and Luke Hawkinson coming in and, and providing crucial, crucial contributions is definitely one of those. Um, the win against Toronto FC, he scored twice after the 83rd minute. The second one was the more aesthetically pleasing one, and it was the one that ended up deciding the game in favor of Nashville SC rather than settling for a draw. So that is my winner for the single best goal of the year. It's a great one. It, the Luke goal, I think, one of the more dramatic moments and more dramatic matches uh, in the midst of that five-game homestand that, that really drove things forward for the club, uh, really set the tone for the rest of the year. I'll go a little later in the season. I'll go with uh, with Hani's second goal against Orlando in the playoffs, both for skill and for stakes. I don't think you're going to find a more impressive goal in combination with CJ Sapong, the two-on-six. And also, it was so representative, Tim, of so many goals Nashville scored this year. On the counterattack, those two teaming up with Hani ultimately finishing. Uh, I, I don't think you're going to top that one in terms of, of just the style and, and the way it came about. But yeah, Luke coming in with the with the late brace against Toronto. That is a moment, I think, when you look back at the regular season that's going to stick with Nashville SC supporters for, for a really long time. That was Wes Bowling and Tim Sullivan from the Club and Country podcast with the two goals of the year as uh, someone who attended the playoff game and saw the Hani Mukhtar two-on-six in person and sitting around a bunch of awesome and amazing supporters. It's hard not to beat that one. <laughs> it's hard not to beat that one as the best goal of the season, that is for sure. Make sure you're checking out the Club and Country podcast out every single Tuesday covering all things Nashville SC. The 440, of course, is brought to you by the Kingston Group, Nashville's locally owned, award-winning, custom home and remodeling firm. If you're going to make a huge decision about your house, it's an obvious choice. Trust the process, as Saban says. Go to the website, buildkg.com, check out their work, and remember the name, the Kingston Group. That's buildkg.com. Thank you guys all for listening. My name is Braden Gall. Follow me on Twitter, at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports on Twitter and Facebook as well. Please share the product. That is all that we ask. This has been the 440 for Wednesday, December 8th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.